now. <laughs> Good afternoon and welcome to episode 269 of the other. <clears throat> oh my God, I'm dying. Let's start it over again. Welcome to episode 269 of the other ground live. I'm Passive J. I, how the hell are you guys doing today? Uh, I see it is January 29th, 2021, uh, a Friday. So happy Friday to all you uh, nine to fibers. I'm sure you're happy about that. Me being the unemployed fuck that I am, it doesn't uh, really matter to me what day it is. That's okay though. Hopefully that will be changing uh, fairly soon. Um, we're going to see how, what the governor does with the different COVID restrictions and all this good stuff. So hopefully I might be able to go back to work early. That'd be great. I'm a bored motherfucker that needs money. <laughs> Anyways, uh, you guys know the routine. Uh, I'm going to talk about stuff. You guys are free to call in and talk with me about it. You can call in and talk about your own stuff. If you don't want to call in, type shit out in the chat box, and I will try to get to it the best I can. I'm sorry. I'm distracted by the sound of fucking Mortal Kombat in the other room. Oh, my dogs are fighting about fucking something. Jesus Christ. <laughs> you know, some days you feel on and focused about the show, and some days not so much. And I think this might be one of those not so much days. But shut the fuck up, dog. Maybe that'll do it. <laughs> Anyways, uh, let's see. As always, we start with boring personal stuff. Uh, uh, today I went to the hospital, but not for a bad reason. Uh, it was one of my annual checkups, as regular listeners of the show might know. I, I had the cancer. A while back and they've been sending me to do cat scans and um x-rays and stuff like that on a fairly regular basis to make sure it stayed away uh this one was uh, <clears throat> a little bit different than the rest of them because this one is the last one uh whenever you have cancer it's pretty standard procedure uh, that they keep track of you for like the next three years because you know if you're going if it's going to come back it's most likely going to be in that time frame uh, and when I first got the cancer thing, they were, you know, they're like, you realize that, uh, um, there's a reason that they give, that they give you a 50, 50 chance of surviving kidney cancer at the level that I had it. Uh, and that was because, uh, not so much that the, uh, kidney cancer itself, cause you know, they could take out the kidney and get by what kills you is the fact that it comes back as something else. And so to get me given a 50, 50 shot of three years, three years ago, um, and have me be coming up on my last test right now to make sure that I'm still cancer free, um, is kind of a happy day for me, obviously. <laughs> so, yay. Um, now, uh, of course these test results, uh, do still have to come in. And so I am a little bit worried since this is the first time that they've waited a year to test me. Like the first two, first year, basically, I think they tested me every four months. Then the second year it was every six months. And then this year it's every year. So, you know, uh, so up until now, I've been getting them pretty regularly. This is the longest stretch uh, with me out not having getting one done. So despite the fact that I'm pretty sure we're okay, it's the, at the end of the three-year thing to worry about, I do worry a little bit because it has been a whole year since they checked around inside of me for stuff. Um, hopefully it'll be cool though, right? I'm sure. Nothing to be worried about. And then I'll be, yay, I, then I could be officially say I beat cancer. You know, because for the last three years, I was like, well, you know, I'm doing pretty good, but you can't really say you beat it yet until it, if they think it might come back. And now that I'm past the comeback stage, um, I, I think I can officially say I beat it. Although I didn't have much to do with it, really. To be honest with you, I kind of like just like lied in a hospital bed for a while. Other people did a, the heavy lifting for me. <laughs> Anyways, what do you guys want to talk about today? Uh, if you got anything that you'd like me to uh, 
blather on about, uh, call in about it or post it on the chat box. If nothing else, I'll go over to the uh, OG and see what they're talking about. Um, let's see. Oh, well, uh, more about my own personal shit. As you guys know, I bought a gun. Woohoo! I've already been shooting it into the air like Yosemite Sam. It's fucking awesome. <laughs> uh, and I knew that there was an a uh, ammo shortage, um, which I, I can... And I've been hearing about it for a while, for a long while, like months and months and months and months and months. So I honestly didn't really think too much about it when I bought the gun. Cause I was like, oh, that shit's been going on for a while. I'm sure you know, the manufacturers have caught up to it. I go, it's probably it a combination of high demand and the COVID shutting shit down. I'm like, but you know, I'm sure they've got that resolved. Fuck no, they do. <laughs> you go to like most websites and they're sold out, not of one brand, but every brand. Not of one caliber, but of every caliber. I mean, fucking, it's all gone. People are like, and I don't understand it. I could understand there being like an initial run on it where people are like, oh, I need to stock up because this shit's happening. But don't they stock up at some point? I don't believe that we Americans are shooting off ammo faster than like all these different manufacturers can make them. That can't be what's going on. So at some point, the shortage will be over just by having everyone that wanted a shitload of ammo haven't bought it. So at least, so the keep having it go back to a reasonable price for us regular people that just want, you know, enough to go to the range every once in a while to make sure that they don't fucking kill themselves with it. And then a couple boxes of the personal defense one. So, um, and despite all the bad things I, I heard and, the, and despite the fact that it was kind of a pain in the ass, I did uh, apparently, you know, uh, managed to score enough ammo for the, foreseeable future i think i told you guys the other day that i ordered 300 rounds of the uh, full metal jacket but i wasn't sure if it went through because it showed as pending in my credit card i still have not gotten an email from those guys at all but it's not a pending charge anymore it's, it's a charge that went through so i'm assuming at some point or another they're going to be sending me 300 rounds of full metal jacket armor uh, ammo that i can use at the range and since i already have 100 that's 400 i think that's probably enough to at least like, acclimate myself with the gun uh, because that's somewhere between two and three uh, visits in a range, I would assume. Uh, it, like, uh, well, there's a question for you guys that shoot. Uh, when you go to the range, uh, how many rounds do you normally put through uh, a single one of your weapons? So, um, like, I well, I talked to one person. He said, uh, he goes, I'd probably bring around 100. It'd be nice to have more, but, you know, 100 a good number to put through a, a a pistol so that would uh put me at like uh, three or four trips to the range so now that i think about it i probably need a little more than that um god i just I, it's it's expensive though and i'm I, and i hate spending all i i have to keep on reminding myself now that i've committed to myself myself to this this is money that you basically just have to spend um but like the even the cheap, so what I should probably do is keep an eye on the source that I got it last time, uh, uh, as long as it goes this time, and then buy it more, uh, because there were definitely the cheapest is the manufacturer of the gun that I make. Am, Am, Amcor, I, I can't remember the name of, this, of the website, but they sold me uh, 300 rounds of uh, Full Metal Jacket for 150 bucks, uh, which is about as cheap as I can find that shit. So, um I think I'm going to keep an eye on their website and buy some more when that opens up again, because pretty much any other deal I can buy is more than that. Um, uh, so I, uh, I'm looking at it. It seems like a hundred's not great. Yeah, that's yeah. But it's, if you're working on basics, it's doable. 
Uh, yeah, that's exactly what the guy I was talking to told me. He was like, yeah, well, because I was asking the same thing. He goes, you can get by on a hundred rounds. That's no, you know, to learn the basics. He goes, but honestly, you probably want like more than that. <laughs> so you guys think 200 rounds is probably not bad for a range today, in which case I'll have uh, two range sessions before I need to buy more ammo. The, uh, <laughs> Tanner, you're thinking that was me. It might be it was a good chance of it. <laughs> I I talk with so many people about so many different things. I, I can't keep track of shit anymore. So I, I don't know what I told anybody. That's one reason I don't try to lie about stuff because it's so hard to keep track of everything, even when it's all the truth. <laughs> you throw lies in there and it's way too confusing for a simple boy from the suburbs of Detroit. <clears throat> so yeah, uh, and I have uh, um, 50 rounds of uh, the uh, hollow point coming. And obviously I believe that's probably fine because you don't use that for practice. You use that to shoot people. So... <laughs> Hopefully that's the only box of uh, hollow points I ever need, right? Uh, and I assume that's correct. I, I believe I was told that you, you don't need to practice with the hollow points. They'll, they'll have the same characteristics as the full metal jacket as far as like the aim and point thing. And uh, obviously not for what it does to once it hits them, but, uh, but, uh, but so I should be good on that. Um, so yeah, um, I can't imagine I'll need, ever need more than 50 of them, right? <laughs> And there's a question I should probably ask for the gun people. Uh, they, they, I know a lot of them talk about having a lot of ammo. Uh, I'm wondering, like, what types do they have? How much of their stuff is range ammo? How much of it is? Oh, hold on a second, we got a caller. Well, hello there, Kamikaze. Passive J, me, Kamikaze. <laughs> well, hello there. What can I do for you today? Uh, it's not a very good day, Passive J. To tell you the truth, I'm just calling in because I want to wave the white flag. Oh, no. What do you mean? Well, EZG and Nitron, they won, bro. They won. They beat me. No. What happened? I'm, I'm sorry. I'm familiar. I'm a laughing stock. President Trump lost. Oh, don't say that, buddy. You're not a laughing stock. You don't understand, J. R.C. took all of my money and bought Cheetos. <laughs> well dude he was gonna buy cheetos anyway so don't feel too bad about that but uh oh, you mean you're talking about the bets that you lost and, and all that good stuff yeah man i'm i don't even want to show my face anymore i'm in fucking shambles over here oh i'm sorry dude come on seriously like president trump like i totally like i i, I miss him and he, he was the best jay i miss him well, it's only four years, buddy. You never know. He might, if unless unless he gets impeached, he might run again. So you got that to look forward to, right? No, not really. Look, this bit's running a bit long, and it's probably not that funny. So um, I'm announcing the official end of the MAGA report, and I'm out of here, Jay. I'm sorry. Goodbye. Goodbye. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, that, that's pretty sad. You know, and I'll be honest. Uh, jokes aside, I I did enjoy the MAGA report. Um. I'm pretty middle of the road, so I, I didn't really care what he was talking about, but I love the enthusiasm that he put into it and that it, that despite uh, R.Dot tr trying his best to not respond to it, because he's trying, he, he, I'll give him credit. He was like, oh, no, he's got an open platform. He can say whatever he wants. He goes, I won't, you know, I won't interject. He he, he couldn't do it. <laughs> Normally, every MAGA report ended with a, a small argument between Ryan and Cammy. So, yeah, I missed the guy. I, I uh, I'm glad you called in, by the way. Uh, from what I understand, the reason you hadn't called in lately is you're not feeling that great as far as like his cancer problem going. 
because you know he's fighting that as well and that made me feel bad i was because i was like man you gotta be feeling pretty crappy if you don't have the energy to sit here and bullshit in front of your computer so you know dropped a call <laughs> they're referring to something on the chat box for my uh former uh co-host and i were on an internet forum talking uh about people calling in <clears throat> and he was pretty pretty um strict in his description of how he would accept a phone call because you know and i was talking along with him because i didn't want people you know just to fuck with them calling them to fuck with them because i was saying stuff i was like okay i can understand understand that <coughs> i go but what if they're saying this or what if they're saying that i go i don't want to drop someone who's got a good point going and basically at one point he just says if i if i say drop the call you drop the call jay and that that, that even struck me wrong and i'm pretty mellow i'm pretty hard to offend uh i'm pretty hard to ruffle my feathers but i was like well goddamn dude fucking i could have swore that we were at least co-hosts on this shit man all right, all right. i guess i'm your dancing fucking monkey that runs the show huh <laughs> yeah yeah it, it didn't work out like that so but you know what you guys now that i think about it you guys know it's been i i think like a hundred episodes uh, since he left the show i think he left uh episode like 167 or something and this is 269 so it's been like over 100 episodes so there you go and uh ratings are through the roof man I really appreciate you guys. Let me take it. Let me take a second to tell you guys how much I appreciate you. And the fact that you guys are going to allow me to be able to quit my full-time job and my part-time job uh, and my other part-time job and just do this full-time. Cause you know, uh, whenever you guys throw pod bean uh, beans at me for like, you know, to make me dance like a monkey, I appreciate it with each, uh, the thousands and thousands of thousands of listeners allow my ad revenue uh, that you live people don't have to worry about uh, because I don't put that in there uh to skyrocket and basically i'm already financially wealthy off just like the last show so each one's a bonanza of wealth um <laughs> that would that be nice uh, one day one day one day you guys will pay all my bills i'm 100 uh, certain of it this show is going places uh the places might be prison <laughs> but whatever all right let's go find, let's find something to talk about getting bored of you guys trying to wait for you guys to call in about shit i keep on forgetting it's not your guys's job <laughs> to give you shit to talk about i should actually find that every once in a while um <clears throat> oh here's something on the og that i wanted to talk about uh this one dude posted about uh he lives in odessa texas apparently like in the oil fields and because all the shit that's going down tons of people are uh, losing their job and tons of people are moving out but that's not what this is about uh, what he posted about was the fact that tons of people are abandoning their dogs. And um, it is really hard for me to feel sorry for, for you about you losing your career and your job and probably your house and all this good shit when you abandon your dog. Because if you abandon your dog, you're a fucking piece of shit. I don't, really, I don't really care what the circumstances is. If you have a pet, that pet is your fucking responsibility. If you truly can't take care of that pet anymore, you go find somebody that can. That's your fucking role as a pet owner. There's no two ways about it. There's no excuses. You cannot give me that's a single reason that you can't find a home for your dog as opposed to just hey there you go buddy bye you know fuck that shit uh i get really get worked up about stuff but but animal stuff i do because animals are way better than people i don't give a shit about people but 
animals are awesome. So, um, and he posted the reason he posted that is because he found one, this big old fucking golden retriever. Uh, he said it had to be like close to a hundred pounds. Um, and so he took it in and he's trying to find a good home for it, which turned into him taking it in himself. And just like many people in the area, he's, uh, not doing well financially. He lost his job for the exact same reason. I think he's going through a divorce or just recently through went through a divorce and he's been having some hard times himself. So everyone on the forum was very, uh, happy that he picked up the dog because we figured it would be a good for him as well. Cause like, as I mentioned, he's been in a bad spot, uh, himself for a little while. Um, and the awesome thing is people are like sending him money to help him take care of the dog. Cause he's, you know, cause he's not working right now. And it was just an example of how, however shitty that internet forum is and don't get me wrong if you guys are listening don't go <laughs> there's no point to go to the other ground it's it's kind of a shitty place nowadays but despite all of that there is still enough people there to do awesome fucking things and i love that hi how you doing boss jesus, jesus christ dude what are you doing dishes are you juggling bottles over there <laughs> Come on, boss. I can't. We can't have too much more of this. All right. Maybe it's a butt call. Bye, Sly. <laughs> that was weird. Oh, Kevin comes back. One second. Yes, sir. What can we do for you? Path of J, what has gotten into you? What do you mean? Seriously, Carrick made you a mod and you're up here telling people not to visit his site. What the fuck, bro? <laughs> I'm gonna snap. <laughs> well, I don't mean that. You should go you, you, you should some, go to the other ground, but you should show you, us you, some you, goddamn appreciation for that red name, you son of a bitch. <laughs> you're right, I'm sorry, you're right, you're right. I shouldn't have said that. Oh my god. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Calm down, Cammy. Yeah, that's true. It, it is a cool place and has a lot of good people there, but you have to be careful with your feelings there because there are also a lot of people there that don't give a fuck about your feelings. <laughs> if you're cool with that, it's a really fun place. But I have I have had friends go there and then like leave an hour later and they're like, oh, those people are assholes. I'm like, no, all those people are having a good time on their forum. Unfortunately uh, for you, their good time was fucking with you. So. Yeah, so yeah, you should go to the other ground. It's a fun place. Uh, but you know, um leave your hurt ass feelings at the door. There you go. That's a better way to put it. <laughs> All right. Uh but no, but on the entire uh, thing like that, have you guys ever done anything like that? Um impromptu rescued a dog. Yeah, lots of people say they rescued an animal, but normally what they mean is they went to the shelter and picked one up, or you know, they you know, they had this went to this rescue league and you know paid three hundred dollars to have this dog, you know, that was rehomed from some other place. Um, but he rescued it in, in the classic sense in that it was a wander in the fucking streets. Uh, have you guys ever, uh, ended up with a pet like that or in a pet in weird circumstances? Anyways, uh, I'm sure it happens to people all the time. You know, like you don't have any pets and your friend has a pet and all of a sudden your friend can't have a pet. And so you have a pet. So I, I guess that'd be an unexpected pet, uh, finding one like wandering the streets. That's an unexpected pet. Um, Having your wife come back from visiting your mom in Florida with a fucking cat. That's an unexpected pet. <laughs> uh, shit. Don't get me wrong. You know, uh, my new cat is adorable and it's growing on me. But I've told her multiple times, like, oh, I'm going to be honest with you. I'm still not really cool with this, but I'm not going to argue with it. Because it's a done deal now. The cat's in the house. So, just <laughs> so it is what it is. Once I get a drink of water. <clears throat> 
that said, it is fucking adorable. Uh, it's nine weeks old. It's already a big, uh, 10 weeks old rather, but it's already a big kitten. Uh, weighs four pounds. Uh, the juicer said he inherited a cat. Yeah, I can see that. Um, cats, cat, especially a lot more for cats than dogs too, because cats can live so long. Like, uh, you know, when you don't think about it, but I know offhand at least three or four people that I know that have cats that are older than 20 years, 20 years, you know, um, so 20 years is old for a cat, but not like, oh my God, that's amazingly old. So, you know, um, that's quite the commitment when you think about it. You know, even a dog, the oldest dog, even the little breeds, you know, 13, 14, 15, like I think my mom's uh, little dog was 15 or 16 when it passed away. It was a little Yorkshire Terrier, uh, broke her heart. Um, but that was, that was pretty old for even for a small dog. But like as I mentioned, cats do 20 all the time. So it's quite the commitment. That's one of the reasons why I don't really want those really big dogs. They're cool, like when you see the Great, Great Danes and St. Bernard's you know, on Mastiffs. But those dogs don't live a very long time at all. I mean, Great Danes, I think, are normally like six or seven years. Um, and that's horrible. Uh, as, as I mentioned to you guys before, my biggest issue with pets is the emotional grief when they die. And as bad as it is to have a pet die every like 15 years or so, I don't want to have a pet that dies on the regular in, in between five and seven years. Holy shit. You know, eh, that's uh, that'd be horrible. Oh, there you go. There's a good story. Tenor said, my cousin went to prison. His baby mama had a Shih Tzu Pekingese chained up out in the sun. Went over there and took it. <laughs> Dog napped that fucker. Good for you, man. Um, so, and what happened to her after that? Uh, except he kidnapped her and chained her up in the dark. <sighs> well, anyways. So, and, and as you guys know, I used to work for the Humane Society as their rescue driver. So, um. I've always been into animals. And actually before that, believe it or not, when I was like 10 years old, I actually uh, volunteered to the Michigan Humane Society. I was in their newsletter or something like that because I was their first like under 18 volunteer uh, and they started a whole program. Because basically when I was a kid around that age, uh, I, I lived like a couple blocks from their uh, Rochester Hills uh, shelter. So I would just go there all the time and I, I would talk with the adult, adult volunteers and, you know, it, and it was cool. They didn't kick me out, which is what they should have done. Um, but I ended up, you know, being like a volunteer there. They gave me a shirt. I would walk around with the, with the, uh, with the other volunteers while, uh, while they walked dogs. Uh, like they wouldn't let me walk a dog. That's pretty, which is a good idea. I think I was like 10 or 11. You probably shouldn't be letting me walk dogs, <laughs> but they would, they would, uh, I would walk around with the other volunteers and I'd, you know, play with the cats and just do very random stuff around, around the shelter. Uh, and they actually ended up, uh, starting like a under a, under 18 volunteer program because of that. Uh, I don't know how far that long that went. I, I, volunt I did that for a couple of years. Um, and then fucking 10 years later, I think like that, or five, I can't remember how long it was later. But then as like in my early 20s, I went back there and worked. And one of the secretaries remembered me from being a little kid and pulled actually pulled out the newsletter with me in it that, you know, that, the, uh, uh, that they sent out every month. I was like, how the hell do you still have that? She goes, oh, I save all this stuff. <laughs> I'm like, God damn. I was like, how do you remember me? He goes, well, she goes, yeah, you remember. I was like, yeah, but I was like 10 or 11. <laughs> so it was surprising. Uh, so that was a fun time.
That was actually a good job in certain ways. It didn't pay shit, literally. Uh, no, this is like 93, 90. I think I was 20. I think I think I was 20, which would make it uh, uh, 95 around that. Um, but I think I got paid $6 an hour to, uh, and most part of my job was just like all the other people there. The normal job class that the vast majority of the people working on the shelter side were uh, adoption counselors, which is a broad term for you clean, cleaned up the place and, you know, took her care of the animals and tried to adopt them out. Uh, that was not my job description. I was their rescue driver. Now I still cleaned it in the morning, like everybody else that from, from everyone's shift started at eight o'clock and from eight AM to 10 AM, everybody cleans regardless of what your job description is. Um, cause everything needs to be cleaned every day. Then after that, the adoption counselors, you know, spent the day trying to adopt the people out. And I could certainly do that if we were super busy and I don't have anything going on, but they tended to not want me to do that stuff because, uh, at any second I could be standing there doing what I'm doing and I would hear rescue driver to dispatch rescue driver to dispatch and i'll be like oh fuck i'm on i drop whatever i was doing you know, like like if i was uh, helping with an adoption i'd be like hey someone needs to take these people fuck take this clipboard i'm out of here pew uh, and off i would go and uh i've told you guys about the job before uh it, it was interesting uh we did not go after stray dogs or cats that wasn't our job that was animal controls uh job uh but that was pretty much our only restriction because we would go after an injured cat or dog. We prefer not to, uh, but, but we weren't going to leave an injured animal sitting there, you know, uh, in bad shape. Uh, so I went after a couple of those, but most of those are animal controls. Mostly what I dealt with was wildlife. Uh, and living in, a, in the city, you wouldn't think it was much of a thing, but it was kind of rural. And Oakland County, which is what we covered, is a, uh, especially the north part of it, can be pretty rural. So uh, I saw all kinds of things, you know, I dealt with raccoons quite a bit. Um, yeah, and like we wouldn't come to your house if you you had a possum in your backyard that you were scared of. Now we would come to your house if you had a possum stuck in your chimney. <laughs> we you know a lot a lot of my uh, calls were like wildlife stuck someplace. I would just get out of their stuck place and send them send them on their merry way. Uh, I was also the uh, uh, crossing guard for like the entire animal kingdom. Uh, we totally got tons of calls about animals in the road. You know, turtles, ducks, geese, swans, fucking whatever. Um, and most of that was a lost cause because by the time I could get there, they were either across the road or dead. So, so, so a lot of times it's me just me doing a drive-by going, yeah, that didn't work out well for them. And then, and then going back to the uh, shelter. Um, and anything too nutty, they didn't send me out on my own. Uh, when I say too nutty, is like they've sent me out after like Burmese pythons and rattlesnakes and shit like that. So that's not considered nutty. When I say too nutty, it's like um, when they have a deer trap someplace because they don't expect me to capture a deer by myself. Uh, but they they put a lot more less effort into it than you think as far as personnel. When we, whenever we had to do a deer in a trap spot, it'd be me and one of the veterinarians, and that's fucking it. Um, yeah, uh, all the veterinarian was there to do. Actually, no, it was normally me, somebody else, and a veterinarian because that's uh, that seems yeah, yeah, it's more accurate. The veterinarian was there to uh, uh, administer the dosage of the uh, tranquilizer that we're going to try to use on the deer. My job was to shoot the deer, <laughs> or the other, or, or the other guy that we brought along, which I normally let him do because I was a, honestly not a great, great shot. Um, you don't get to practice tranquilizer guns that often. <laughs> so uh, the way it went is you you track down the deer, you shot him with a tranquilizer gun. 
uh, and then hope he didn't die. Uh, and that's not a joke because fucking deer are really delicate as it turns out. Um, the issue being they get really worked up, you know, and hyper type creatures. So sometimes the amount of sedative that it takes to put them down is also the amount that it takes to kill them. Um, so, uh, sedating a deer is always a very fucking touching, touchy subject, so to speak. Uh, but our, our vets were really good. And I think of the, let me think seven, I think I caught seven deer in the two years I worked there. Uh, one of them died, uh, from just basically from overdose. It, it couldn't take the sedative. <clears throat> and, and the, honestly, the, the vet was every time it was successful, she seemed more surprised than not really. <laughs> so I don't know how her earlier career had went and she was just having a really awesome streak now, but yeah, it definitely happened quite a bit. Um, the rescue drivers in the, from the Detroit shelter had a interesting little aspect to their, um, job that I did not have, uh, back in the day. And I assume this is probably true now, uh, the Michigan Humane Society had a deal going with the police, Detroit police force, excuse me. Yeah. 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 Detroit's police force to, uh, help them out on certain cases. Whenever the police were going to raid a residence where they thought there was supposed to be an exotic animal that had reports of that, they would bring the Michigan Humane Society along with them. So these are people with the same job as I, rescue driver, but all of a sudden, now, and they don't go busting in with them, but they're waiting outside in their van with bulletproof vests on that the, that the cops gave them for the, for this purpose, waiting for them to clear the house of bad guys so they can go in and scoop up whatever crazy animal this drug dealer happened to buy. Uh, and, but here's the thing. While Detroit w Shelter was the one that took care of all that stuff, they had zero wildlife uh, facilities. They could not handle anything bigger than like a duck or a raccoon you know, or like a dog. I mean, they could, so which we, it covers a lot of stuff, but they didn't, they didn't have any wildlife experts. They didn't, they didn't have a wildlife section, the whole nine yards. So everything that was more unusual than like a duck or, or a possum got sent to the Michigan Humane Society's Rochester Hills location where I was. So, <clears throat> so while thank God I didn't have to go after these things, I saw all kinds of interesting animals, uh, because of this. Uh, and I've told stories about the biggest one where we had a African lion, um, this is like a two or three year old female lion. So it's a pretty much a fully grown lion. Uh, she was declawed in the front um, because it was owned by a drug dealer uh, and uh, he used it to protect the stash. And I told you that story before. He had two rooms with a pool door in between them, kept the lion and the stash in one room and, and would feed the lion in another room. So whenever he opened up the door, the lion would go running in there for his food and he'd go in there and get his stash. Um, so, uh, and, and that cat was an asshole. Uh, we, what else did we see? I saw an albino co cobra because of that. Some dude thought it'd be cool to have an albino cobra. Not all of them are uh, guarding their stash. It's just weird shit that the uh, drug dealers bought. We had an albino peacock that a drug dealer had. Albino peacock. I, isn't that the most pointless thing in the entire world, really? <laughs> but some dude had one. Uh, what else? Uh Oh, uh, a cougar. I don't, you know, the cougar, I don't think came from a drug dealer. I can't remember where the cougar came from. When I say a cougar, I'm talking about the, like the 60 to hundred pound cougar, not like a bobcat type cougar. 
uh, and this was a female one. So it was on the smaller side. I want to say it was probably 60 or 70 pounds named Tiffany. And she was a sweetheart. She was, she had clearly been raised by uh, people by hand and all she wanted was to love on people. Uh, we ended up adopting her out to a rich dude who spent a boatload of money making her like an indoor outdoor enclosure on the back of his fucking mansion. Uh, so that, that was a good fit. Cause she obviously couldn't go back in the wild. Uh, and he, he gave her a fucking awesome uh, habitat. So yay <laughs> i stopped working there for mostly because they fired me <laughs> i to this day i don't know why they really fired me i i don't feel like i was a poor employee uh, but the the manager and the, and the assistant manager just weren't fond of me i guess they came up with this like entire trumped up list of charges like careless driving i'm like what are you talking about i, I didn't even work that day oh we caught you smoking up in the loft i'm like why would i smoke in the loft i could smoke in the garage which is you know like uh, less climbing stairs so i just so just all kinds of weird stuff so i and the weirdest thing is it's michigan's an at call state they didn't have to give me any reason they could have just fired me so i have no clue why they gave me all this weird uh reasons why they're firing me kind of hurt my feelings to be honest with you i was like well dude why are you, why are you doing all this? Just fire me. <laughs> we both know that's not true, but you know, they're like, Oh, we, 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 you know, we believe that to be true. I'm like, okay, <laughs> bye, I guess. But I, I it didn't bother me too much. Cause as I mentioned, I was making $6 an hour. <laughs> uh, and maybe in the long run, it would have made a, a good career if I was able to move on to something else in there. But I'll be honest with you. It was a hard job emotionally a lot. Um, you know, I, I saw a lot of injured animals. Um, I saw a lot of animals die. Um, and on top of that, despite being the rescue driver, I, there were um, shelter activities I had to take part in regardless of uh, what your position was. And this is another thing. I remember I told you everyone cleans. Here's the other thing. Everyone kills. <laughs> it's a, it is a shelter. Uh, they try to shelter dogs, but when they're at capacity or if they're not adoptable animals, they put them down. And everybody took part. It was it was like some sort of cult thing that you that every, at least one every once in a while you, it was you in the room, uh, and you had two options. You could because uh, you needed two people for this. What happened is one person held the animal, and the other person shot it full of youth juice. That's what we called it, euthanasia juice. Uh, sorry, I'm going to take off my shoes while I'm doing this. My feet are starting to hurt. Um, so here's the deal: you had to be in there, um, and I accepted that. I went ahead and took the training uh, to learn how to do the actual injections myself. And, and here's why. One, they gave you a 25 cent raise. And when you're making $6 an hour, 25 cent raise is a lot of money. Uh, and two, uh, some of these people that I saw doing it fucking sucked at it. And as horrible as this is, it was more horrible to watch them do it. Um, so I decided if it has to be done, I want to do it myself when I know it's done right. Sorry, hold on a second. Give <clears throat> a little water. <sighs> Sorry. <laughs> 18 years later, that shit bothers me still. <laughs> uh, I was like, I gotta take off these shoes. They're too hot. <sighs> so, in a lot of, I didn't mind leaving that job. <laughs> Although I will admit, that is the only time I've ever uh, been at a job where I felt like I was making a matter. You know, excuse me, making a difference. You know, most jobs you're at, you feel like you're just a cog in the machine. You're producing something or consuming something or whatever. And every day when I woke up, I knew that I was doing something important. <sighs> Sorry. All right. Let's find a topic. 
Oh, let's see. There's all that all that fucking stock shit that's going on with uh, GameStop and this, that, and the other. I don't understand any of that. <laughs> Not even a little bit. They're talking about shorting stocks and people and inflating stocks. And I'm. And it's at that point I realize I'm really dumb because <laughs> I part of it is I don't really care. Uh, but I tried to read a couple of those threads about it and what's going on, and I came away with the fact that I lack some pretty. Uh, basic knowledge about finances and stocks apparently because uh, i i left that conversation with exactly the amount of information as i entered that conversation i didn't get anything I, nothing I didn't, no comprehension at all so which tells me i should obviously stay stay away from the stock market <laughs> you don't need to know about shorting Jay. exactly that's what i'm saying drag that that's not that's something not something i need to know about um, there is no possible scenario where passive J needs to work the stock market even if i had money for the stock market i would just invest it in something just say like a bonds or whatever the fuck you do when you you put when you don't want to risk your money but you still wanted to put it someplace because you know i do understand the concept that money just sitting in your bank is always a waste of money when you're when you're uh after you reach a certain point, you're supposed to make your money work for you. Yada, yada, yada. I've never been in that position. I've never been in a position where I could put a, like a significant amount of money into a stock or a bond or anything like that to make, to make it work for me. Um, I just hope to have enough money to put it into something like that uh, when I retire so that I can live on it. <clears throat> That's the dream right there, baby. <laughs> um, Cause if you lose your stock money, you might eat your gun. Yeah. That, that's, that's the entire thing to me. Uh, it's always, it's a risk and reward thing. And I'm way too conservative for that. That's why I don't enjoy going to Las Vegas. Cause you know, I know you can win a lot of money at Vegas, but mostly you lose money at Vegas. And I, I, I can't have fun doing something that I know is losing me money. I, I go there with my wife. She loves it. She loves to gamble, gamble. She does little gambling every, almost every day. Uh, we have like an instant lottery app um, where you can play games, but she plays like the, ridiculously like games that cost like 10 cents a game to play or some shit like that. I think she spends $20 a week on it. So I'm, I don't have any issue with her addiction on that level. Uh, but she loves to go to the casino and we've stopped going because I don't feel comfortable spending enough money to make it fun. <laughs> you know, she, yeah, well, normally we'll go with like a couple hundred dollars and, and that's not enough really. Uh, and she accepts that because she, you know, she knows that we're poor and she doesn't want to, you know, spend money wasting waste money as well but she has said basically that when it comes right down to it if you can't spend like a thousand dollars you don't really want to go you know i'm like i'm like i can't spend a thousand dollars at the casino holy shit no when we spend two hundred dollars each it, it fucking kills me yeah and but she's right though because you know you, you spend two hundred dollars at the casino um gambling it, that's like an hour or two really you know uh on uh on the uh you know, all we play is slots and we play the cheap slots, but realistically speaking, you can go through a hundred dollars in an hour, no problem. You know, so $200 in two hours. So I can understand when she says, you know, if she's going to go gambling for the night, like we, like one of the things we like to do is, uh, we've only did it a couple of times to go down to the Detroit casinos. We'll rent a room down there. Although we're probably, we might stop doing that just because it's such a short drive back. It's literally like a half hour drive. We were just we were just renting a room those couple times to make it more of an experience. Uh, plus, I can use my credit card points that way. Um, and you know, we would get there at like two o'clock, so you know, we'd have like lunch, you know, and then check out, out the casino, gamble for like an hour, um, 
a couple hours, then we'd be out of money, you know, and then we go eat dinner and then we basically have like another three or four hours that we could be gambling. But unless we, unless we got lucky earlier in that night and, and made some cash, you're already out of money. So I totally understand what she's talking about when she'd like to, you know, if you're going to spend like five or six or eight hours at the casino, having a meal and gambling, you probably do want to bring about a thousand dollars each. And I don't have enough fun to, to really spend $2,000 in a day on gambling, you know? It's, it's, that's just, that's just too much money for me. Um, and here's the thing. If it was, if, if it wasn't too much money for me, it wouldn't be fun because it would be chump change. So that's, I don't think that's why I'll never be a major gambler because either, either it's too much money for me to enjoy it, or it's not enough money for me to be impressed by it. So yeah, at which point, cause you know, like if you've got like 5 million or $10 million in the bank and you're playing like quarter, uh, quarter jackpots uh, slots you know uh whatever the jackpot is it's not you're not going to care about it because you've got tons of money uh, but if you get in but if you start to get into the place where you know you're making uh you know where the jackpots or the winnings make a difference to someone who already has five million dollars in the bank you take the chance of losing shit loads of money so yeah to me it's just never a thing i i, I don't understand people's uh, attraction to, to serious gambling at all um now, and, and I think I mentioned this the other day, they are or have opened up sports betting. Um, and that one, God, I could see, I could see myself uh, uh, losing money on that shit. Um, if nothing else, because I've done the uh, fantasy betting for so long and did really well on it. But I also know that those aren't the odds that most sports books give you. So in reality, I would not have made nearly as much money. And of course, I don't count all the times where I lost all my money. So. I tell people if I'd lived in Vegas by now, I'd be homeless, <laughs> but now Vegas has come to my, come to me, uh, literally. So like, I can pick up my phone and place a bet on, uh, whatever the fuck the fights are tomorrow. Uh, shit. Why are the fights tomorrow? Let's go take a look at that. Uh, I mean, normally we do, uh, do the entire MMA thing here, right? Come on. Come on slow. I swear this computer, it's supposed to be a super fast computer. Come on. Maybe MMA Playgrounds just fucking down. God damn it. All right, you know what? Where's my phone at? We can do it the the other way. We're going to go look at Fight Picks. Uh, Fight Picks is the fantasy fighting app of the other ground live. If you ever want to do some Fight Picks, go to Fight Picks app. All right, fight pick. Send me some fucking money. That was a great promo. <laughs> All right, let's see. And oh fuck, it's Overing versus Volkov. Fuck. Okay, that'll be fun, right? That sounds like a good time. Uh, I'm only gonna look at the main event because I don't care about the uh, prelims anymore. I've given up on it. I'm only a main event fan now. It feels so good. It feels refreshing. It feels freeing. I don't have to worry about those fucking starter fights with people that may never, ever make it out of the preliminaries. So I really shouldn't be worried about them in the first place. Oh, God damn it. Dude, don't you feel good about it? Don't you feel good about giving up on those little bullshit fights? The only prelim fights I will watch now is if I am if I personally like the fighter, because occasionally you do have fighters that you know on the prelims, but for the most part, I don't give a shit about that anymore. So let's see who's on the main card for uh, tomorrow's fights. Uh, Overing versus Alexander Volkov. That'll be good. <coughs> Excuse me. Corey Sandhang versus Frankie Edgar. Holy shit. That should be the, 
Corey Sanhagen versus the reanimated corpse of uh, Frankie Edgar. How the fuck is that guy still fighting? Holy, wow, goddamn. Let's see, then Marion Renu versus Macy Chassian. Okay, it's a chick fight, which means you guys don't care. One second, Get more water. Man, my throat's just fucked today. Sorry about that. <clears throat> see, then it's Diego Ferreria versus Benil Darush. All right. Uh, Alexander Pantoja versus Manuel Kopp. And at the bottom of the card, Cody Stammen versus Andre Ewell. Well, shit, Cody Stammen's a bigger name than fucking almost anybody in the card, but Frankie Al Edgar uh alistair overeem and alexander volkov what the fuck is he doing at the bottom of the card i don't know maybe piss somebody off <laughs> but anyways that's the uh um main card for tomorrow i'm excited about exactly one fight i'm sure well one and a half fights uh i'm excited about the main event and i'm interested in to and i'm interested to see uh, what happens with the frankie edgar fight because personally i think he's way too old for this shit isn't he i mean is he's got ouch fucking Sorry, he's got to be like 120 years old right now, right? Let's see, Frankie Edgar, Frankie James Edgar is an American professional mixed martial artist who competes as a bantamweight in the Ultimate Fighting Championship and is a former UFC lightweight champion. Oh, let's see, born October 16th, 1981, 39 years old. He's turning 40 uh, this year, 40 and, and he's fighting in bantamweight. We all know uh, the lower the weight, the uh, the quicker the speed uh, goes. You know, uh, so there's not a chance he's even remotely as fast as he used to be at 39. Uh, and he's fighting people that are fucking lightning. Oh, dude, come on, come on. You know, am I in the wrong here? Am I in the wrong in the wrong here for thinking that's a fucking ridiculous thing? Um. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. Who, I don't know who he's fighting. I don't know who Corey Sanghagen is. So I don't know. Well, I've heard the name a whole bunch of times, but I've never watched him fight, and I haven't looked up his record. So I, I don't know how good he is. But he's younger than him, and he's in the UFC. Are any of you guys going to pick Frankie Edgar in that fight? Any of you? I mean, yeah. I know it's hard to p pick against Frankie Edgar. I picked about picked against him so many times in his career, and was wrong so many fucking times. It was just I don't it, it, his. His kind demeanor, he, he, you know, he doesn't look like your classic fighter. He's, you know, uh, and he's pretty mellow, dude. He just underwhelmed me every single time. So I, I, I underestimated him over and over and over and picked against him over and over again and lost over and over to the point where I hate picking against Frankie Edgar. I will pick against him if, if he even has like any chance at all. Uh, that being said, does he have any chance at all? I mean, shit, let's look up his uh, record recently. I I, wonder, I don't even know uh, who he fought last or when. I mean, his record's 23-8-1, so clearly he's, you know. Uh, is he Hall of Fame? I don't know, maybe. Let's see. His last fight was in August. We beat Pedro Munhans on uh, two losses versus Chang Sung Hoon. Uh, and Max Holloway. Then he beat Cub Swanson, lost against Brian Ortega. Uh, you know, I hate to say it after going on that. Well, okay, but here's the thing. Those are a lot of space between those fights. Um, the win against Cub Swanson will be three years ago here in a couple months. It was in 2018. 
uh, and then the Yara Rodriguez win was in 2017. Um, I don't know. I guess it really depends on how much weight you give into the uh, win he had against Pedro Munhoz. Um, I mean, I guess that's still pretty good. I don't know what you guys think. You think he's going to win? You think he's going to lose? Do, do you not care? I mean, is are you guys over the Frankie Edgar thing, so it doesn't really matter to you one way or another? I mean, I, I've had that happen with, with some fighters. Um, once once you tell once you know that they're not going to fight for the championship anymore, sometimes it's hard to get too excited about their fights because you because you know what the fights are. Those uh, I know people are saying that uh, yeah, Sly saying Frankie's going to lose. That's how I feel about it. Um, and uh, but I, there, I'm sure there's people that think he's going to win. Um, yeah, Dragunov says he wouldn't bet against him. He do grinds decisions. Yeah, yeah, I know that's it's it, it's a tough one. Uh, the just like I wouldn't bet on bet any money on the Alistair Overeem uh, fight or him him versus that other dude because fucking heavyweights is just too unpredictable. All right, let's see. Moving on, we got ten minutes. That's enough for one or two more topics. As always, if you guys if you guys have something you want to talk about, give it a call. I will answer it. If you guys want to talk it out in the chat box, I'll try to read that as well. But I warn you, I am pretty shitty at that stuff. So go right ahead. <laughs> oh, let's see. I could always play Stan Live for you guys again. <laughs> I enjoyed that last yesterday, by the way. Uh, though that for me, it was a good time because just because it's music from like my teens and early 20s. So it brings back good memories whenever I hear that shit. And I, I got, got it got good reviews. A lot of you guys said you liked it. So um, I'm not going to throw it out again. You don't want to do that two days in a row. You got to stretch that shit out. You know, give them just a little taste. Have them come back for more. Uh, let's see. Let me see if there's anything else to talk about on the OG. You, you guys could always just make me say stuff in the chat box. That's always a fun time for me. <laughs> uh, let's see. <coughs> Oh, yeah, they're talking about more carjacking craziness in Chicago. I saw, uh, I read this earlier, um, apparently in Chicago, uh, like this, uh, like two guys are running around, they run, or they run up to this people and like, uh, what they say it was, like a 2006 Volvo and force them out of the car, um, and get in their car and carjack them and drive it like 500 feet. <laughs> when they spot someone in a bmw x5 so you know they cut them off um i thought they were parked at or something like that so but so they stopped get out of their uh volvo and carjack the the bmw instead and a couple thoughts about that first off it's the first time i've seen a crime i can completely understand you know how many times i've done that shit in gta grand theft audio Grand Theft Auto, you 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 know you grab someone's car, go all right, get like ten feet, and go oh fuck, look at that car, all right, hold on a second, and pull over and steal that one instead. So for the first time, I can relate to a criminal. I never thought it would have it happen. Okay, two Chicago is really that shitty. I mean, I hear stories about Chicago being shitty all the time. I take them with a grain of salt because I live near Detroit. I hear stories about Detroit being shitty all the time. Uh, but I'm looking into some of the numbers there, and they're like carjacking and shooting people at fucking rates you would not goddamn believe i mean detroit looks like goddamn amateur hour at that point um yeah it's it's scary um oh okay we have people that want me to say stuff okay hold on a second rubber balls and liquor saggy slipper tits 
<laughs> That's a fun one. Saggy slipper tits. <laughs> you guys got anything else? Let me know. Uh, I don't know. I don't know why I get a kick out of saying words to you guys. It just amuses me. Uh, I think I'm just jealous of the guy that does that at the end of the movie, the movie trailer guy. Uh, that, that's who I'm totally stealing it from. If you guys haven't ever seen it, uh, look up a, a bit on YouTube called Honest Movie Trailers. And all it is is a guy using his movie voice to make fun of uh, different movies. You know, um, it, it, It's a good bit. But at the end of his thing, uh, he always uh, recites a whole bunch of things that people tweeted to him asking for him to say at the end of his videos. So that's just what, like the stick he has. You know, because he's uh, obviously being the you know the movie uh, trailer guy, uh, he has a, a pretty good movie trailer voice. So uh, that's his stick, um, and I'm totally stealing it from him because I don't think he's going to say anything about it. And I'm pretty sure I could probably kick his ass because I have found out that uh, with some with some exceptions, uh, most voiceover people are horribly out of shape. <laughs> I think it has something to do with the fact that you get to sit behind a microphone and do nothing all day and get paid for it. So which I'm intensely jealous of so once again by the way if any of you people happen to own uh, a commercial company or any other type of company that has voiceover needs i'd be more than happy to fulfill them i have three or four professional voices i can use and many many more that we can develop together for your perfect sound so give me a email at fuck no at you know send me a message on twitter where i'm passive j seriously that's it just at passive j on twitter send me a message uh, DM me, uh, whatever, whatever it takes. Get hold of me. I will do your shit for you. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. All right, here we go. <sighs> a couple good ones. The super soldier baboons are coming out of the underground bases to fight the chai comes. Buy my dick force pill, folks. <laughs> That's a good one. Peter Piker. Oh, Jesus Christ. Really, the juicer? All right. I don't know if I can do this one. Peter Piper picked a peck of pickled peppers. A peck of. Pickle peppers, Peter Piper. Oh, God damn you. I'm only going to try it one more time and then I'm going to give up on it. Uh, Peter Piker. Got... <laughs> okay, I give up. <laughs> you win on that one, Juice. I'll send you a check in the mail. <laughs> Utah, get me two. And you're, and you're right, dra uh, Drag. Dick Force pills do sound pretty sick. But I think there needs to be a, a number behind them. New Dick Force 500. The dick pills that make your dick 500 times bigger. Use with caution. <laughs> Consult a physician if your dick remains 500 times bigger for more than four hours. You guys are just trying to give me shit I can't say now. That's me. Susie Spells. Spells? I thought it was cells. Yeah, you, you did it wrong. It's Susie sells seashells down by the seashore. How many seashells did Susie sell when she was selling seashells down by the seashore? Uh, th those ones are easy. I don't know why. I think I've done that one before. <laughs> Acclimate? I can't say that one. <laughs> uh, uh, Sly, Sly, you know what, Sly, uh, I will do this bit whenever you mention it. If Sly's complaining because he's driving or busy every time I do this bit. So um, that is a, that is no problem. I'll, I'll do this bit whenever you want, Sly. You, you, know, you're no, you, you know you're my boy. <laughs> uh, you guys got anything else before? Uh, we got about three minutes. I could do a couple more. Or we ha if you guys have like a quick topic, I can go over as well. You want one of those. You guys could call in at some point. You know, I do get lonely. <laughs> 
Uh, oh, Jesus Christ. All right. I've never seen this one, so it's probably going to be hard. Betty Botter bought some butter, but she said the butter's bitter. If I put it in my batter, it'll make my batter bitter. But a bit of better butter will make my batter better. So it was, so it was Betty Botter bought a bit of better butter. Ooh, I almost said it. <laughs> HB88 got buried at rap. RIP, pussy. There you go. The reptilian base on the dark side of the moon. <laughs> All right, a couple more, then we're gonna we're gonna wrap it up here because I'm I'm sure this is only amusing for me and a couple of you guys. <laughs> the rest of you guys are getting annoyed with me ra saying random shit. <laughs> hey, it's eleven. Yeah, I, that's that's why. You know, what? and okay, I'll, I'll end with this. Um, I am very petty and jealous sometimes. Uh, in circumstances I probably shouldn't be. And here's an example. Oh God, it was probably four or five years ago. Maybe even be longer than that. Did any of you guys ever see the story of the homeless guy with the voice of gold? It was some dude, uh, that had been like a radio announcer, uh, at some point or another, and it fucked up his life had gotten on drugs or this, that, and the other, and was homeless. And, uh, and he make he basically he would make a de decent money because he had a sign that saying I'll say shit for money and he had a great voice he did uh, so and and seeing hearing that great voice come out of what looked like to be a wreck of a man was like a, a crazy thing and eventually it went viral uh, someone recorded him doing it and you know and put it on the thing and in the end he got offered a job by Dan Gilbert, uh, who is like the owner of a ton of shit in Detroit. But he's also the owner of the Cleveland Cavaliers. And, uh, this guy was in Cleveland. So what happened was Dan Gilbert offered this guy a job announcing, which is great. That's a great story. Isn't it? That's a great feel good story for everybody, except for passive J who's sitting here going, dude, I can't get a fucking job. No, whatever I do. And you're giving it to fucking homeless people. Is that what I have to do? Do I have to lose my job and everything I own for someone to give me a job using my voice? I mean, cause fuck, I'm so, I sound as good as that dude does. Maybe not. He did sound pretty goddamn fucking good, <laughs> but you know, uh, and that's how petty and jealous I am. I was jealous of the homeless dude guys, the homeless dude. <laughs> Oh, well, name your favorite dystopian movie. Um, you mean like, is it mean like dystopian is in post-apocalyptic? That sort of deal. Um, because, uh, hmm. Right. Oh, I don't count. Uh, do you count zombie apocalypse? Because uh, I think, uh, um, Dawn of the Dead would be probably my favorite one of that. Uh, if you're, if you mean like, you know, more nuclear apocalypse or just apocalypse in general, the Mad Max movies are good. Although I didn't really like the first one all that much. Uh, I like the second one and I'm the weird guy that actually liked the third one the best because it was the one that I was most familiar with. The other two were a little before my time when I was growing up. Um, but, uh, the third one was right in my fucking wheelhouse <laughs> when it came out. Um, so yeah, that was, uh. Well, I think that, that probably had to be my favorite. Anyways, look at the time. Uh, we managed to make it through a whole hour, folks. Uh, I want to thank the OG Army for listening in. I can't do the show without you guys. Uh, I want to thank the new people I saw popping in and out. So I appreciate you guys tuning in as well. Uh, I'm going to be back tomorrow. Uh, tomorrow. Yeah, that's right. Tomorrow. Yeah, tomorrow. 
<laughs> at six o'clock uh, to do this shit all over again. Um, well, until then, you, I'm Passive J. You guys have yourself a great day. See you tomorrow. Theme tune for the OG. Yeah, yeah. Fuck the OG. Fuck the OG. Fuck the OG. Oh.